Have you ever wondered what makes people capable of creating changes that impact their lives and the world around them? What is their way of thinking, their mentality, their patterns, their perceptions of the world, their reactions to different life events? What influences them? My name is Cristina Puyol, and I invite you to join me in this adventure where we will explore together the mind of change makers. I'm constantly asked, how can I change how I feel about something or someone? How can I change my beliefs about something? How can I achieve my goals? Do affirmations work? What about visualizations? It seems that many of us want to find the one-step formula or the five-step formula maximum for permanent change. And although that is the title of many courses on the internet and in the world of personal development, my experience, and after interviewing many great change makers, it is a process. And that process can be so personal that no process follows exactly the same formula or the same steps. And even at different stages of our lives, we use different processes. One of the tools that can be used in these processes and that has given rise to a lot of material in the internet are affirmations. So today I want to talk a bit about affirmations, their usefulness, and how you can use them to work on your self-esteem create a different future for yourself or help you through difficult times. And at the end, I will share with you a little recipe that has helped my clients and me, and I'm still using it. So, but wait until the end. I know a lot of people talk about affirmations and a lot of people go through life successfully without them. But if we ask those people what they tell themselves, we would discover many powerful affirmations. And if you have tried many things and you're not getting the results that you want, listen to this podcast, to this episode and see what resonates with you. This is a tool that can be useless or life changing, depending on how we use it. Over the years, I have collected different approaches on how to use them along with other tools to go along with them. And that is what I want to share with you today, which I also share with my clients. Now, the tools that produce results are, do you know what they are? The ones that you use. Yes, there is no secret to that. So see what resonates with you. And if you're not already using them, give it a try. And if you're already using them, maybe you can find some nuances that can help you to use them better. I'll try to make it as simple as possible because complexity is the enemy of execution. But first, let me give you a little bit longer overview and then summarize at the end a formula in quotes that you can use. But don't skip until the end because you want to listen to the whole explanation. So what is an affirmation? An affirmation is a positive statement that is intended to reinforce a positive belief, attitude or behavior. I also like the definition of Hal Elrod, author of The Miracle Morning, who says something that you consider important and that you want to keep in mind. It can be a habit that you want to install, a way of being, a specific action, a mindset. Affirmations are often used in the context of personal development, self-help and spiritual practices and sports to help people change thought patterns, overcome limiting beliefs, and achieve goals. 
Many high-level athletes have been known to use affirmations. We know Michael Phelps, the Olympic swimmer. He's known for positive self-talk and affirmations to help him stay focused and motivated. He often repeated the phrase, I am the greatest to himself before races. Muhammad Ali, the boxing legend, used affirmations to build his confidence and mental strength and scare his opponents. <laughs> he will often say things like, I'm the best, I'm the champ, to himself and his opponents. Serena Williams, the tennis superstar, is a firm believer in the power of positive affirmations. She has said that she often repeats phrases like, I'm strong and I can do this to herself during the matches. So, Let's start creating your own affirmations. And this is a mix of many sources, but what I'm sharing today is mostly from Hal Elrod, from The Miracle Morning. But first, let me tell you that considering that you write affirmations in the area of three main purposes, changing thought patterns, overcoming limiting beliefs, and achieving goals, it is important to know that it's good to write affirmations for both the long-term and the short-term, so for long-term and short-term purposes. Affirmations can be very brief, like the ones I mentioned before with the elite athletes, or like the one that Marisa Peer popularized, I am enough, or they can be as long as you like, and we're going to see that Hal Elros has some kind of long ones I will share later. So affirmations are best written down so you can read them out loud frequently. Don't keep them in your mind. Write them down where it's digitally or in a notebook or in a post-it, all of those places so you can have them handy and you can read them out loud frequently. The simple steps to create them are first, specify what you want. Explain what you want your life to be like. And if you want in each area, write statements for health, relationships, career, finances, contributions, spirituality, whatever you want to focus on in your life. But be very specific. And you can start with, I am or I choose or describe the new belief or the new situation. Write it in the present as it has already happened and in the positive tense. Our mind has a very hard time translating negative sentences without focusing on the negative. The second step is explain why you want that. Everyone wants to be healthy, happy, and successful, but it takes more than just the desire to succeed. Knowing your why, why you want that, why you want to reach a goal is important because it will motivate you to act. The emotional connection is really important when using affirmations. The stronger you can feel the emotion associated with the desired result, the more likely you are to achieve it. Why is this essential for you? Why is it deeply significant? What are the reasons why you are committed to this no matter what? The third step is specify how you will change, who you commit to becoming in order to achieve level 10 success in your life. This part is vital because we are talking about your identity and that is what will remain. You can achieve success and then lose everything, but the person you have become is not lost. That will stay with you. Have you heard of some people that when they reach, you know, high levels of success, financial success or financial freedom, they say if they lost it all, they will be able to create wealth again. Because what they have learned and the person they have become stays with them. The fourth step is explain 
what you are committed to doing to achieve success. List the specific actions you will take. Include how often you will do them and the time frame, the start and the end. Start small so you don't get discouraged. Write a daily or a weekly goal that you can increase. For example, if you want to lose weight, this part of your affirmation could say, I commit to going to the gym one day a week and cycling for at least 20 minutes. And then you can start increasing that. I commit to going to the gym three days a week and cycling for at least 40 minutes. So the sentence to fill in is, I am committed to blank no matter what, there is no other choice. So in summary, what do you want? Why is it essential for you? Why is it deeply significant? Engage your emotions. And then what specific actions will you take and when? Reading all of these with conviction, taking it in, feel it. Every cell in your body embodies that truth. And the last thing you can do is add inspirational quotes and things that you hear or read that inspires you. Incorporate them into the affirmations that you use. I'm going to share with you here two examples from Miracle Mornings. One is to overcome adversity and it reads like this, quote, I know that where I am in my life right now is temporary and exactly where I need to be to learn what I need to learn so that I can become the person I need to be to create the life I really want. This moment is an opportunity for me to learn and be better than ever. I can turn my adversity to my advantage by embracing all that is out of my control so I can be free of emotional pain, be at peace, and create the life I truly want, end quotes. Another one from Hal Elrod on how to achieve financial success, quote, First of all, I understand that money is not inherently good or bad. It is what a person does with it that makes it so. The more money I have, the more options I have to make the impact I want in the world. I also understand that my financial situation up until this point is simply a reflection of how I have related to money, making it, saving it, and growing it. But there are virtually no limits to the amount of money I can earn save and grow. It is simply a matter of investing time in developing my money mindset through learning about money. Therefore, I will commit to constantly reading articles and books that teach me how to earn, save and invest money so that I can be financially free." End quote. So as you see, this is a long one, but this help Hal to commit to what he needs to do at the same time that he's working on his mindset. A well-known story about the power of affirmations involved the legendary basketball player Michael Jordan. As a young athlete, Michael Jordan was actually not an immediate success. He was cut from his high school basketball team and he struggled to excel on his varsity team. However, he remained determined to become a professional player and he worked tirelessly to improve his skills. During this time, Michael Jordan began practicing affirmations as a way to stay motivated and focus on his goals. He often repeated to himself the phrase, I can accept failure, everyone fails at something, but I cannot accept not 
trying. This simple yet powerful affirmation helped him reframe his mindset around failure and stay committed to his goals even in the face of setbacks. Michael Jordan's dedication and hard work paid off and as he later became one of the greatest basketball players of all time, winning countless championships and awards. His success was a testament to the power of positive thinking and affirmations and a reminder that even the biggest achievers experience failures and setbacks along the way. And it's also true that Michael Jordan always went back to the basics and he practiced more than anyone. So action was also along with positive thinking and affirmations. So adopting a positive mindset, staying committed to his goal made him the great athlete that he was. Going back to affirmations, we have already said that we use them to create a positive statement about changing thought patterns, overcoming limiting beliefs, and achieving goals. Something you want to create in your life or something you want to replace in your life and you express it as it has already happened. After all, your subconscious doesn't know the difference between what is fantasy and what is reality. And the most important thing is that your feelings are aligned with what you're saying. For example, I have a very successful and thriving business. Now, sometimes there's that little voice that raises and says, no, you don't. No, you won't be able to. Who are you? You don't believe this, not even drunk. Yeah, right. After all, you're saying something that your conscious mind can rationalize as false. So here comes the second tool, questions, powerful questions. And here I share the lofty questions, which I first heard from Christy Marie Sheldon, who's a coach. And also I will share later two simple questions that I use daily. With lofty questions, your statement becomes a question. So going back to our last affirmation that we said, which was, I have a very successful and thriving business, it will become, why do I have such a successful and thriving business? This reframing puts our mind to work to find ways to answer the question. Our mind does not like to leave questions unanswered. Lofty questions are positively phrased questions that encourage helpful answers, ideas, or solutions. Your brain loves to answer questions. Ask a good question and you should get a wonderful answer. Give your brain a bad question and you will get an answer that keeps you stuck. Lofty questions are thought-provoking questions that inspire deep contemplation and introspection. They are designed to challenge one's assumptions, beliefs, and perspectives and encourage exploration of new ideas and possibilities. Lofty questions are often open-ended and do not have a single answer. They can be philosophical in nature, focusing on the meaning of life, personal values, or existential issues. They can also be practical, focusing on a specific challenges or goals. Lofty questions can be a powerful tool for personal growth and development as they encourage you to think deeply and critically about yourself and the world around you. They can help you clarify personal values, discover new possibilities, and inspire action to achieve your goal. When asked open-ended questions, our brains are stimulated to think deeply and creatively to come up with possible answers. This is due to a complex interaction of various chemicals and neurotransmitters in the brain. Four keys to high and powerful lofty questions is, first, phrase the question in positive. 
It's the same as with affirmation. The first key is to formulate the questions in a positive because the subconscious mind cannot deal with the negative questions or idea. Have you heard of the pink elephant example where they tell you do not think of a pink elephant and all you can think of is the pink elephant? <laughs> That's because your mind first has to imagine that thing and then don't imagine that thing. If I say, why am I always at peace and relax? Your brain understands that instantly. If I say, why am I not always anxious? Your mind goes, what? <laughs> you have to think about that, to not think about the word anxious. So make it easy for your brain and formulate it in the positive. Second step is start with the word why. When you start a statement or affirmation with the word why, it instantly transforms it into a question. This can be a useful technique to trick your subconscious mind and reduce Cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is the inner voice that often questions or challenges new positive ideas. For example, if you state, I'm always at peace and relaxed, your subconscious mind might try to change this statement with negative thoughts such as, you can never be at peace and relax, or the last time you were at peace, something bad happened. However, by rephrasing the statement as a question that begins with why, you can disarm the inner voice and reduce its intensity, effectively shutting it down. Why makes you justify yourself. That is why we don't use it often in coaching, but it helps here to find the evidence of that we want to achieve. The third step is include the word always or at all times. Using the word always or at all times tells your subconscious mind that you want this all the time. You want this constantly and forever. And it's something that becomes part of you. This will put your reticular activating system into action. This is the part of your brain that detects people, places, situations that can help you. It will identify opportunities and resources that match the raised question. The fourth step is to get into a relaxed and meditative state. Before asking lofty questions, get into a nice, relaxed, meditative state. There are many studies on questions, the usefulness of them, especially those that are related to sales. They know more about the psychology of questions than many of us. Research from Harvard University using function magnetic resonance imaging found that questions that ask participants to reveal their opinions increase neural activity in areas of the brain associated with reward and pleasure. So let's use these tools to our advantage. Let's learn about how we function and use all of this. The third thing I wanted to talk about here or technique is called Win in Your Mind from Mark Divine. We had Mark Divine here in this podcast on episode 84. This is a priceless episode. Don't miss it. Go and listen to episode after this one, episode 84. He shared this technique, win in your mind. And you can use this technique when faced with a challenge or a goal that seems unattainable. The basic idea behind winning in your mind is to visualize yourself succeeding in whatever task or challenge you face. By visualizing yourself achieving a desired result while reciting an affirmation or the story that you have written down, one strengthens one's belief in oneself and increases the likelihood of achieving the goal. What do you need to do? Well, write down exactly what you will experience when you achieve your goal. Include 
all details, including all the emotions as you win and complete your mission. Vivid images plus full emotion. This is what you want to combine. It's like visualizing the big win, the great victory. Do this five minutes before going to bed. Now, as I explained in the episode 102, Plan Your Failures, listen to that one too. This is effective for getting started on the path to achieving a goal, but lousy for continuing to commit to achieving that goal. So after you start a goal, it's better to visualize your failures to boost your motivation, which sounds totally counterintuitive. But studies from Balsate Labs have shown that if you routinely think about the ways things could go wrong, you will double your chances of reaching that goal. If you do not believe at all that you can achieve something, then start with visualizing, winning in your mind, visualizing that is done. That helps a lot to build that future reality. And I've also used it many times with my clients if they do not believe at all that they can reach something because it helps them to believe in that future and to change their emotional state regarding the result. Now, if we talk about the motivation to keep on going and pursuing a goal, then visualizing it done only to begin with, and then visualize what happens if you don't achieve your goal, which will put you in the state of action and movement. Now to this visualization process, I like to add another level of vibration that I also use and share with my clients. And that I learned from Dr. Joe Dispenza, a research and author in the field of neuroscience and personal development. His technique is calling tuning into new potentials. And he actually has meditations that you can purchase online. This tool is useful to help move your focus from your current reality to a new potential future reality that you wish to manifest. And how does it work? First, think of a possible experience that you want to have. Remember that just like the electron before collapsing into the matter, Experiences already exist as energy or frequency in the quantum field. This is the energy you are about to tune into. Once you have the new experience you want to create, give it a capital letter and then write it on a piece of paper. Think of the letter as a symbol that represents that specific possibility in your life that you want to attract. Put it down on paper instead of just thinking about it. That is very important because the act of writing it down solidifies that you want it. Then draw around the letter two wavy squiggly circular lines to represent the electromagnetic field you need to generate around your body to match that potential in the quantum. Assign some meaning to that letter so that you can further clarify your intention. Think of all the specific refinements you can think of about what you want and list minimum four of them. The only thing that you should not include is mention of a time frame. No time frame. For example, if your intention is to start a new business, your list might look like this. Managing my own team of amazing professionals, travel the world with a generous expense account, double my income in a year, making a great contribution to society. And this is a little bit generic. We could go into full details, but just to get an idea. Now, on the same piece of paper, write down the emotions that you will feel when that imagined potential happens. So you could write empowered, unlimited, grateful, amazed, in love with life, cheerful, valued, whatever letter you choose for yourself, write it down. And if you don't think how it will feel because you haven't experienced it yet, 
Then use gratitude. That works really, really well. Gratitude is a powerful emotion. We use it to express normally after receiving something. So the emotional signature of gratitude means that it has already happened. When you're grateful or feel appreciation, you are in the ultimate state to receive. When you embrace gratitude, your body as the unconscious mind will begin to believe that it is in that future reality and it will bring that sensation to the present moment. The various emotions that you just listed are the energy that will carry your intention. This is not an intellectual process. It's visceral. You have to really feel those emotions. You have to emotionally teach your body what the future will feel like before it happens. And you have to do it in the present moment. Now you're ready for a meditation with this. To use this tool, start by sitting in a quiet, comfortable place, free of distractions. Close your eyes and take several deep breaths to calm your mind and your body. Next, choose that specific outcome or, or experience that you want to create in your life. It could be related to any aspect of your life. It could be career, related to your career, to your health, to your relationships, or to personal growth. Then imagine yourself experiencing that desired result as vividly as possible in your mind. Allow yourself to fully immerse yourself in the experience and feel the emotions associated with it. See the details, hear the sounds, and feel the sensations that go with it and attach all those feelings to the letter that you have chosen and written. That will simplify the process for the brain. And as you repeat this, the brain will associate that letter with the feeling so that as soon as it sees the letter, it will feel those feelings. And as you do this, it is crucial to let go of any attachment to your current reality and beliefs. Allow yourself to fully align with the new potential reality that you are envisioning. By concentrating on this potential new reality, you are sending a powerful signal into the quantum field, into the universe. And this sign has the potential to attract the people, the opportunities, and the circumstances necessary to manifest the desired outcome. Finally, when you finish your visualization, let go of any expectations and trust that the universe will guide you to the best possible outcome. And repeat this exercise regularly to strengthen your manifestation abilities and to stay connected to your new future potential. Okay, so I've shared a bunch of techniques here. Affirmations, lofty questions, winning your mind, tuning to new potentials. Now, here are some reasons why this may not work. First, the affirmations of the visualization is too generic. Affirmations work best when they are specific and meaningful to you. And I will remark meaningful because they can be short, but if they have meaning to you, that is more important. Out of alignment, the key to making affirmations work is to align them with your own values and priorities. In other words, the affirmation should reflect what is really important to you and what you're willing to work for. The third thing is inconsistency. These tools must be repeated constantly over time to have an impact. If you only repeat an affirmation once or once in a while or you lose the motivation and you stop, it's just not going to work. It's like going to the gym. You have to go regularly and you have to maintain that. Negative self-talk. If you constantly engage in negative self-talk, if you let 
the ants invade you, the automatic neg negative thoughts, or allow deep-seated limiting beliefs flood your mind, affirmations may not be effective in overcoming these entrenched thought patterns. I can't spend five minutes on positive affirmations and then 23 hours and 55 minutes on negative self-talk. You must first work on changing that negative self-talk. And for that, we can talk in another episode about tools that can interrupt, interdict these negative patterns. But you have to watch for the ends and not let them take over your mind. Fifth, unrealistic expectations. Affirmations and visualizations can be very powerful, but they're not a magic bullet that will instantly solve all the problems. If we have unrealistic expectations about the power of affirmations and visualizations, we will be disappointed with the results. And then the last but not least, lack of actions. While affirmations can be a useful tool, they're not a substitute for action. If you don't take concrete steps towards your goals, affirmations alone are not enough to achieve them. Affirmations can help build confidence and motivations and open you up to a world of possibilities you were previously out of tune with, but they must be accompanied by steps toward achieving your own goals. These are useful tools for personal growth, but they must be used thoughtfully and intentionally and in conjunction with other practices to achieve the desired result. It is also important to be present and fully involved in the transformation process rather than simply repeating affirmations like da 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 you know, like really boringly or visualizing as if we were watching a movie with no commitment or emotion. Effective affirmations should be specific, stated in the positive, present tense, and align with your values, purpose, and goals. They should also be in writing better so we can read them aloud frequently. When creating affirmations, Start with what you're committed to. Explain why is it imperative to you. Specify what specific actions you will do and when. And read them out loud with conviction. Incorporating feeling so that every cell in your body feels this. It's important to know that affirmations need to be believable and something you can imagine happening, but it's also helpful that you push yourself beyond what you currently believe is possible. They will help you to stretch out your believable reality. It is recommended to create affirmations for both long-term and short-term goals with concrete actions and conviction to embody and fill them in every cell of your body. Don't focus on the how. Think of examples of how you got here. Could you have planned that? Think of something concrete. Why are you here? What's your job? And think of how you got to your job, to your current situation, to create your business, to be with the partner that you are now. Could you have planned all the steps along the way? So you have to trust that some things will happen. Remember that your mind's job is to keep you alive and then run towards the familiar things and run away from the unfamiliar things and respond to the images that you make and the words that you say. So your job is to tell your brain, your mind, what you want as precisely as possible and with as much intensity as possible, adding action to that. Make it simple and help yourself to reach the things and get to the places that you want to be. Positive thinking is not about being delusional and living in the clouds, 
but about taking control of our internal thinking and our internal state. It is staying in control of our internal landscape. And so what is the formula that many of my clients use and I use too? In the morning, read your affirmations out loud with emotion and then read the lofty questions. I also use my focusing question, which is, what is the one thing I need to do today to feel satisfied with my day? Or before decisions, another question I use is, what would the person I want to become do? Can you think of a person that you admire or who is already where you want to be? What would that person do? Then at night, I have a ritual of gratitude. And then I use either winning in your mind or tuning into new potentials to think of an outcome about something that I want to reach or I want to create in my life. Start simple. You can simply say, as Marisa Peer suggests, I am enough. And then build from there. Learn to use your mind in your favor. And if you need help or you want help in creating your affirmations or visualizations, feel free to contact me, send me a message. You know, my contact information is always on the notes of the podcast. And I leave you with a quote. Work in the invisible world at least as hard as you do in the visible from Rumi. Thank you for this shared time. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you're getting tremendous value out of it. I would love to hear from you. And as many of you tell me that you want to support this podcast, we have an account at patreon.com forward slash changemaker where you can support this podcast at three levels. I will always leave the link in the episode notes. This will help us bring more team members and keep on growing. And to support this podcast at zero cost, subscribe on any or all of the platforms of your choice like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Audible, Google Podcasts, Deezer, etc. And you can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and five stars if you think we deserve it. Have an amazing day and big hug and kisses for you. Change Maker. Change Maker.